So today is Easter, the most important holy day for Christians. Maundy Thursday, which was three nights ago, is the night of the Last Supper that Jesus shared with his disciples, and that was the Passover meal. The next day, now called Good Friday, he was arrested and tried, and by 9 a.m. he was hung on a cross to die. By the end of the day, he was placed in a tomb and a big rock was rolled over to cover the mouth of the tomb. It was two days later, Easter morning, that Mary Magdalene went to the tomb to prepare his body, but found the rock had been rolled away and the body of Jesus was missing. He subsequently made appearances to the disciples and to Mary, and this resurrection, his return to life, is the foundation of Christian theology. The meaning of the resurrection has its roots in the understanding that it ushered in a new era into history. The current Christian theology understands that the resurrection is what that it symbolizes God interceding in the world. It stems from a belief in the inherent badness of humankind that because humans continually make poor choices, choose selfishness or harm rather than caring or healing or love, that we must be punished by God. But the death and the resurrection of Jesus is the promise that God will raise us up out of our flawed humanity. Jesus' death was a result of our collective sin, but his resurrection to Christians means that God is no longer going to punish us for our sins and instead would give us forgiveness and new life. Resurrection is understood as our salvation from our sins and from death. The message of Easter is conveyed when Christians say to each other on Easter morning, Christ has risen, and they reply to each other, he has risen indeed. So what can this concept of resurrection mean to those of us who do not accept the premise that we're born sinners deserving of death? We believe in a universal love and an understanding that each of us has worth, value, and goodness. The Christian resurrection story has little meaning to us because we do not believe in heaven or in hell, and we reject the idea, the concept of a God who chooses to love only some of us. 2,000 years have passed since Jesus' death, and in that time, an institutional hierarchy of the church has developed. This began when Constantinople adopted Christianity and made it the official religion of his empire. In these years, we have seen wealthy institutions, I'm sorry, we have seen wealthy institutions come into power that have built massive architectural edifices erected to honor Jesus, while people have starved in the streets outside the buildings. We have seen millions killed in wars, countless tortured and slain who would not agree to recognize Jesus as divine. This country was colonized, land stolen and native people enslaved and slaughtered due to the belief in manifest destiny that white Christians had been given the right to control and dominate the world. All these things stem from an oppressive view of humankind, an oppressive theology, 
and a misrepresentation of Jesus in his life. Scholars look back and report the resurrection story I just told you, that it was created 400 years after Jesus' death. During his life, and for the early first centuries after his death, Jesus was not a symbol of death or of resurrection. He was a symbol of what inclusive community could look like. In his life, he created places where people gathered to talk, to share food and wine, and to join in community together. That was what the early Christians did as well. They continued the tradition of sharing food and time together. And this often meant ignoring laws that separated people. The act of the rebel Jesus was to create community, to eat with the outcasts. So when we talk about Jesus, we talk about how he modeled radical inclusion, recognizing that all of God's people have worth. We create community with others who we may have little in common with. We move into curiosity, wonder, and openness with a wide array of life experiences. Slowly and incrementally, we are learning to eat with those we have oppressed for so long that our own guilt makes it hard to swallow at times. We create room at our table for people who have been rejected by society and religious groups, and for those who are complicit in oppressing others. Valerie Kerr, a Sikh activist, suggests that we think of resurrection in a whole new way. Instead of seeing the darkness of humanity as a tomb, we see this as the darkness of the womb. We're all waiting to be born into a new future. What if the hard time we are in this pandemic, the political turmoil, and the violence in our country. What if this is the pain of labor? Valerie Kerr says, remember the wisdom of the midwife. Breathe, she says, then push. Our resurrection story is of hope. Our resurrection story is a story of love of pushing into the new world. Our resurrection story is the conviction that we are part of the process of creating new life for our children and for our planet. Blessed be.